thank you for tuning in to the Diligent Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we talk about the Bible, speak the truth, and make Bible study come to life. Here is your host, Joshua Cantrell. Welcome to the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life, and I am your host, Joshua Cantrell. We are just so incredibly thankful for you to be tuning in to this particular podcast on this day, wherever you are. This podcast is under the microscope, or the umbrella, as I like to say sometimes, of the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee, of course, which I'm sure many of you know of that great eldership. I know of the two great gospel preachers who preach there, and we are just so incredibly thankful for them overseeing this great work. The Diligent Podcast is one of many podcasts under the Scattered Abroad Network, and I want to give a special shout out to two great men, two great friends of mine, that being Michael Clark and Caleb Rutherford. Because those two gentlemen have put in many hours, a lot of work to get Scatter Abroad going. And please go listen to their podcast, especially the Far Better Podcast, where Michael Clark is your host, and the Transform Podcast, where Caleb Rutherford is your host. And again, under the Scatter Abroad Network, we have so many fantastic gospel preachers who are coming to you in their own way in their own podcast to just encourage you, to help you, uh, just to give you what you need throughout the week to continue to keep you going. So again, every single day of the week, we are going to have a different podcast where you can tune in, uh, you can listen to, and please subscribe to everything that we have because we have so many uh, wonderful and fantastic works on the horizon for this year and Lord willing, many years to come. And so again, my name is Joshua Cantrell, and I am the host of the Diligent Podcast, as I like to say, where we make Bible study come to life. So for this first season for the Diligent Podcast, we are going to be asking, but also answering a question at the same time. We are asking the question, how do you handle Now, of course, with anything that we do, especially when it comes to the Bible, we're not giving you anything new. We're just simply uh, looking at it from a different lens, a different perspective. And hopefully we can take everything that we will learn throughout this first season and not only make our lives better, but share these principles, share these truths with with other individuals so they too in turn can make their lives better, so they can share it with someone else. So they can share it with someone else. And so the and so the sharing just continues to happen. How do you handle? This first episode we're going to label handicaps. How do you handle handicaps? Now, the definition or one of the definitions of handicaps is a circumstance that makes progress or success difficult. Limitations and weights. A verse that comes to my mind immediately is Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, 
There the Bible says, seeing we are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that has been set before us, looking unto Jesus as the author and the finisher of our faith. Again, verse 1 says, seeing we are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, notice what he says, let us lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us. And I believe the Hebrews writer is implying there that there are some things in your life that may not be sinful. There are some things in your life that may not be a violation of God's word and God's will. Well, those things are weights. Those things are holding you down. Those things are hindering you from going forward. And I believe God wants all of us to go forward. I believe God wants all of us to have better. Again, the book of Hebrews, some 13 times, uh, that's one of the themes of that book. Jesus is better. Jesus makes everything better. Everything is better with Jesus. How do you handle handicaps? If you remember, or introducing to some as well, in 2 Samuel chapter 9, in 2 Samuel chapter 9, we read about a covenant relationship that has been made between Jonathan and David many, many years ago. Now, if you remember, Jonathan loved David, but David also loved Jonathan. And these two individuals had a relationship that was unparalleled, unspeakable. These two men were going to do whatever they could for the other person. It reminds me so much about the relationship our Lord had with many of his disciples as well. One of the great things about God, well, there are many great things about God. One of the great things about God, I believe, is his love and his willingness to be our friend. Now, ultimately, he is our master. Ultimately, he is the one who rules. He is the one who governs. He is the one who commands and tells us what to do. But he's also our friend. In 1 Samuel 20, in verse 16, there the Bible says, So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, Let the Lord even require it at the hand of David's enemies. We're going to be talking about that later this season as well, enemies. And Jonathan caused David to swear again because he loved him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. Verse 18 says, Then Jonathan said to David, Tomorrow is a new moon, and thou shalt be missed, because thy seat, it will be empty. Again, in verse 16, Jonathan and David made a covenant relationship. So again, how do you handle handicaps? In 2 Samuel chapter 9, we said all that to say this. In 2 Samuel chapter 9, David remembers the covenant relationship he had with Jonathan. Now, at this particular time, in 1 Samuel chapter 7 and 8, 
David has conquered all of this territory. Jonathan has been dead for some time now. And so in 2 Samuel 9, David says, Is there anyone that I can show kindness to from the house of Saul for Jonathan's sake? So the Bible says that an individual by the name of Ziba told David that Jonathan had a son and his son had been lame at his feet. Now, momentarily, we're going to tell you why David more or less didn't have any information about that. But before that, the Bible says again in verse number four of 2 Samuel 9, And the king said unto him, Where is he? If Jonathan has a son, if Jonathan has a child, then I want to know where he is. And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Makar, the son of Amnial, in Lodabar. He's in Lodabar. Now, Lodabar is a little military outpost away from the world. It's basically a place of no hope. No one in their right mind would say, let's go to Lodabar for vacation. No one in their right mind would say, well, you know what? Let's, let's go down to Lodabar. Let's go down there and let's hang out. No one will ever say that. No one wanted to go to Lodabar. But yet all, not some, not most, all of Saul's descendants were in Lodabar. Now, why were they there? If you remember, King Saul tried to kill King David on many occasions. And David had an opportunity to kill Saul, but he didn't do that because he knew that Saul was God's anointed one. Saul was the one God put in charge. He was the one God put in place. And David said, there's nothing I can do. If God put him there, who am I to remove him? Who am I to do anything about that? And so now Saul is dead and now David is king. And maybe all of Saul's descendants were thinking to themselves, now that David is king, man, we've got to get out of Jerusalem. We've got to get out of here because David is going to kill all of us because of what Saul, everyone probably knew what Saul did to David. Now David is king. Surely David is going to strike back and kill all of us. We have got to get out of Jerusalem. And they decided to go to Lodabar, maybe thinking, well, surely no one will come down here and look for us. Surely no one will come down here and say, hey, you got to get out of here. No one is going to come down here and say that. And so the Bible says, King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Makar, the son of Amnial from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come unto David, he fell on his face. Now again, keep in mind, Mephibosheth, He's not able to walk. So maybe he's in their modern day wheelchair. And the Bible says he more or less threw himself out of the chair to bow down before the king. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he said, Behold, 
thy servant. Mephibosheth recognized that he was not in the house of just anybody. He recognized that he was just not in one of David's mighty men, one of David's lieutenants, maybe. No, he was in the house of the king himself. And he goes in, he throws himself down in reverence to the king. You know, I believe today we should approach our king that very same way. You remember what happened in Luke 18, right? The Pharisee and the publican. The Bible says the publican wouldn't even lift his head up. But the Pharisee come in, beating on his chest, saying how great he was, saying how he did this, saying how he did that. Mephibosheth said, Behold thy servant. In 2 Samuel 9, 7, And David said unto him, Fear not. What a confirmation. Fear not. For I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake. And I will restore all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table. Not just one or two days, not, not until I get tired of you. You'll eat table, you'll you'll eat bread at my table continually. You will always have a seat at my table. Now, here's my question. Do we deserve, Christians today, do we deserve to be at the table of God? Absolutely not. Well, why does God constantly invite us to his table? It is because he has a covenant relationship with mankind. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? Mephibosheth was humble. Verse 7, Fear not, for I will show thee kindness. And more or less, as Paul says, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 3, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us before the foundation of the world. We should live holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by, there it is, that covenant of Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. We have been adopted into the family of King Jesus the Christ. How do you handle handicaps? Mephibosheth did not let his handicap define him. Mephibosheth did not let his handicap keep him down in Lodabar. But you know what? I ain't going back to Lodabar. Not for anybody, Mephibosheth must have said. I'm at the table of the king. He's giving me all the land of Saul. I ain't going back to Lodabar. And we would encourage you today as well. Don't go back to Lodabar, whatever that place is for you. Don't go back there. God has a special place for you at his table. God has a special place for you in his kingdom. All of us have handicaps. All of us have things we are fighting and we will continue to fight the rest of our time here on earth. A lot of people don't know this about me, but when I was in the second and third grade, I had a real bad stuttering problem. 
I never thought I was going to get over that. But here am I today preaching the gospel of King Jesus the Christ. I didn't want to let that handicap define me. So with the help of my teachers, I worked hard. But though I got over that handicap, you know what? <laughs> I still have many more handicaps as well. Those things that keep us humble. If you remember in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, when Paul more or less went to God, he begged God and he asked God to remove this thorn in the flesh. And if you remember there, the Bible says he prayed to him three times asking him to remove this thorn in his flesh. But what did God say? My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure, Paul says, in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distress, for Christ's sake. Paul says, for when I am weak, then am I strong. How do you handle those handicaps? I tell you what, we cannot handle those without the grace of God, without the help of God. We need both of those in our lives to equip us to handle our handicaps. This is going to be a great season for the Diligent Podcast, Lord willing. And again, we hope that you listen to all the podcasts, all the, the different ones that we have for you every day of the week. I'm excited to listen to them as well, and I hope you are. We're so thankful for the Scattered Abroad Network and everything they mean to the brotherhood. We again ask that you pray for this effort. Pray for all the preachers. Pray for all the hosts. Pray for, pray for the ECO congregation. Pray for all those who have a hand in this work. My name is Joshua Cantrell. This is the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.